0: Yeah, shot show we knew it would pay off i have some friends in the business and they were like you have to go to shot show um it's actually uh elf tactical um triggers that I, i'm good friends with the, the owner's son so he was like you gotta go um so we i think the cost for us again was like half our bank account at the time so we spent it on it definitely <laughs> paid tough. off yeah um this a business decision but definitely paid off um made a lot of good contacts and really got our name out there because. Um, Like you said, that was the first time some people saw us just walking out of the media room, so we got some good press coverage, um, stuff like that. Hey, everybody.
1: Welcome to episode 97 of For the Love of Guns. My name's Jason Schaller, and thank you for joining Team Banch today as we talk to Elijah from Infinity Targets. Now, these targets are something that I've been asking the industry for, and he's delivered. But before we talk to Elijah, it's time to pay the bills, and this episode is brought to you by... Falco holsters. Man, I really love my Falco holsters. This is the holster I was actually carrying today. I was carrying my Glock 26 in this cheetah in black. And um, yeah, it's a really cool holster. And with the blue edging that I put on this thing, totally amazing. And it's a level two retention holster. It's leather and it doesn't look like this big, you know, honking piece of plastic or, or, you know, some military thing. It's just a really cool holster. Definitely check out Falco Holsters because they have a holster that they can build for every gun, any budget, without sacrificing quality. And the quality is really where it's at with these holsters. Totally amazing. Make sure you use the checkout code Banshee to save 10% off your order. Now this episode is also brought to you by Ammo Squared. Look, with the economy being as tough as it is, it's kind of tough to get into some investments. I mean, gold is getting really kind of crazy. Silver can fluctuate really fast. But another thing that you can really invest in, copper jacketed lead, or otherwise known as ammo. Because let's face it, if you're listening to this, you're a gun person, you need ammo. And they've got an amazing system where you can just take like a little bit of money out each month from your your checking account, and they'll put it into ammo and store that in a secure facility for you. And then you can pull your ammo out, or you can do, you know, like a big bang. You know, here's a bunch of money, send me some ammo. They can do that too. But the really cool thing with them housing it is if ammo prices get stupid high, you can sell your ammo back and then make your money back. Invest in ammo. It's a really, really cool thing. The link for them is down below. With the bills paid, let's talk to Elijah. Elijah, tell me about your love of guns.
0: Yeah, absolutely. My name is Elijah Lawrence. I'm the CEO and founder of Infinite Defense. Uh, And our main product is the Infinity Target, which you may uh, know uh, much more. Uh, Essentially, it's a self-healing rubber target. Uh, It's Our most popular one is the USPSA style. It has engraved zones. Um, So every time you shoot it, the paint comes off, you see where you hit, um, but the material closes up. So you just spray paint over it and you got a fresh target. And typically we're seeing a lifespan of about 110 rounds per square inch of 5.56. And after all the concentrations of rounds in the A zone typically lasts uh, three to 4,000 rounds on our Gen 1 targets, our Gen 2 targets just dropped with a denser, lighter, and stronger material. Uh, So those typically last, we're seeing around uh five thousand round mark with the common calibers like 5.56 9 millimeter 308. um that's basically where our bread and butter where we started just the reusable uspsa targets oh uh, we have a bunch more designs now like law enforcement designs b27s uh tsr one all the tq qualification targets the idpa now um, pcsl so uh, we do a lot of custom work as well um so our Product line has expanded a lot, but I mean, our, our main thing is the self-healing material, um, which is where we started on.
1: Yeah, from there, it's just shaping it into a, a target at that point. Exactly, because yeah, your, yeah. your your technology is into the material, not the shape of the target.
0: Yeah, we work with another company for with the material, um, and then we have actually what's patent pending is our manufacturing process. Awesome. So. Awesome. So
1: I'm going to loosen us up a little bit here with a couple of questions from ChatGPT in a, in a session that I call Ask the AI. And all three questions are about targets. And the first thing that I asked ChatGPT was, what are the top three reasons for shooting on targets that let bullets pass through instead of steel targets? And what three reasons do you think that um, are the best about shooting through pass through targets.
0: Um as in as far as like the capabilities obviously you can do your close quarters work um cuz there's no ricochet. Um yep. an- another one you can see your hits so you can actually sight in a rifle, you can score your hits or uh, steal it's just splatters and you don't get a precise uh, marker. And then the third one that's stumped me. Um, thinking.
1: <laughs> That's okay if you don't come up with three because we'll, uh, we'll I would say it's it.
0: much much lighter weight, uh easier to move around and store. Okay, yeah, steel, steel's
1: steel's some pretty hard, you know, yeah. hardcore stuff. <laughs> I mean, you know, looking around AR five hundred, you As, know, yeah. if if you show up like you know, for me, for a competition shooter, if I show up early to a shoot, you're setting up right, so you're, your your oh, arms yeah. are worn out setting steel up. Before you even get a chance to squeeze the trigger.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a big one. We've had, we've had shooters um, trade out their steel for infinity targets. Cause they'd rather give up the ding in the audible feedback just for having to carry those steel plates out hundreds of yards. Yeah,
1: And that's the, you know, for, for someone like me, I shoot out in the national forest cause I'm in Montana. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't feel like driving 45 minutes to get to a range when I can, you know, in a half hour, I can be, you know, banging on steel just right from my house.
0: Yeah, um, no, <laughs> I wish I had so, a raise in the backyard here.
1: But that's the, uh, that, I mean, that's the thing is that's, that steel gets heavy, and yeah. um, so this is going to be the funny thing, and, and you'll understand why I asked the second question. When we went through the three things that they did because Chat GPT automatically went to paper. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. First thing is, is shooting at paper or cardboard targets is generally considered safer than shooting at steel targets, which you brought up before. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the thing is, you know, I know um, going through like, uh, you know, self-defense classes.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: they get you right up in front <laughs> against those targets and you got to draw, shoot and work your way back. Um, mm-hmm. You're not going to do that with a steel target. There's just no way
0: exactly yeah and then the nice thing with the infinity targets too is especially if you're practicing um like from from concealed um and you're right up on the target like paper cardboard is going to blow a big hole in it if you're shooting within a couple inches but with ours uh it won't it won't compromise (laughs) the material at all so you can shoot up to point blank range if you needed to
1: because you had that muzzle blast coming out of the gun as well it's kind of tearing through the through the paper yeah yeah so then they came up with cost Paper or cardboard targets are generally less expensive than steel targets. I mean, let's face it, steel steel's expensive, and then not only just buying it, just shipping it is expensive. Yeah, I mean, those are heavy. Those are some heavy plates. Oh yeah. (laughs) And then environmental impact. Uh, Shooting at paper or cardboard targets is also more environmentally friendly. Um, that's the one that kind of scratched my head a little bit, but okay. I
0: I would disagree with that one.
1: Yeah, I would too.
0: I would too. Especially with all the trash that gets left behind at public ranges, because um, oh, there's I'm a tra- couple up here in Phoenix that are just completely trashed and it just drives targets me nuts. left everywhere. Yeah,
1: yeah, it drives me nuts. Like you know, because when I go out and shoot in the national forest, there are times where I will pull my camera out um, and I'll just start filming while I'm setting up. You know, because I'm setting up mm. the the to film for um, you know shooting a, a product mm. and I will start walking around and I'll go, this is the stuff that pisses me off. And you see the trash left behind. Yeah. And then someone decides to shoot an old, you know, an old TV. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, come on, guys. Don't, yeah, don't screw it up. It's ridiculous. I mean, if you're going to do it, great. Just make sure you clean up after yourself.
0: Yeah, exactly. Especially I've run into the same problem where we go out to shoot just product. And content for social media and we gotta spend the first hour just cleaning up the range so our videos yeah. don't look just awful. Yeah, I, I have
1: to I have to carry trash bags with me, right? Yeah to clean up the range because I'm gonna I'm not gonna go, you know, if I'm out, you know, filming for somebody's product, I don't want mm. trash laying around, right? Yeah, exactly. And it just it, it, it sucks. Um because yeah. I, I, I think my, my wife laughs when they come back with trash bags and she's just like did you clean up the entire forest? I mean, did you, yeah. did you like clean up the road on your way? I'm like, no, people just leave crap around. Right. So because they kind of assumed paper, the next question I asked was, what are the top three re- reasons for shooting on rubber or polymer targets that let the bullet pass through instead of steel? So it's basically the same question. We have safety. Mm-hmm. Then they came up with an interesting one: was durability. Rubber or polymer targets are highly durable and can withstand uh, repeated use over time. Unlike steel targets, they don't require regular maintenance, such as repainting or target face replacement. I'm assuming they're thinking swingers at that point.
0: Yeah, uh, with the repainting one, I know like years ago when like self-healing targets were just barely a concept. It was basically just a bright orange polymer. No, yep. I think they're probably thinking of the little roller squares or balls you shoot and they roll. Um, yep, yeah, because that was how you know you hit it as it would roll, but um, it didn't really show exactly where you hit it. Um, but yeah, I think self went targets made a lot. Of, made, they've and made it a long way in the past couple of years.
1: They have. They really have. Hmm. Um, the third thing I thought was the coolest. The coolest answer they came up with: versatility. And we kind of hinted on this rubber or polymer targets are highly versatile and they can be used for a variety of shooting drills and exercises. They can be set up with different configurations, various distances, and it kind of goes on and on about different things you can do, which we were just talking about with the paper, right? Shooting right. it point blank. You can shoot those things from point blank all the way out to, well, basically as, as far out as you can hit the thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if you had to sight in a rifle at 200 yards, you can, it might actually be a little bit easier because of the high visibility hit markers. So, when the white paint goes away, you get the black um, kind of splatter effect. So, it might be a little yep. bit easier to see through a scope than just air through cardboard or paper.
1: Because that's the thing is, you know, I have, I have some polymer targets um, mm-hmm. from a, a, another company. Um, and that's the one thing that's the one thing that kind of drives me nuts it's, it's great to see something go down, but right. then I have no idea where it was hit. And then when I go up on the target, sure, the bullet passed through and there's a little pinhole, but which pinhole was it? Yeah. Right. So that's the one thing that really kind of drew me to, um, cause you know, I ran into you guys at chat show this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and just looking at that going, um, it, it's funny cause that concept you had, uh, you know this other company that I, I shoot on their on their mm-hmm. their targets I go when are you going to come out with like an ipsic style target and they're like well we thought about it and you know it, it just wasn't their thing and then shot this year I'm sitting there looking at going they came up with the solution that I wanted
0: yeah because
1: <laughs> I'm a pistol shooter you know, I, I mean shoot right. plates is fun yes but when when I compete I'm shooting on ipsic targets and that's I, I love that, and then I love that it's just like steel because, you know, we get out there, paint the steel with white, and you mm-hmm. shoot on it. When you've done your string, you know where your shots were.
0: Or yeah, exactly. If or you're,
1: if you're shooting on paper or, you know, taping up the paper.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like we, you said, you should, if you have steel targets, you probably already have the white paint. Uh, yeah. Even that steel target paint works fine. So, or, yeah, or, it, it definitely has you're cheap ways. like me,
1: whatever cheap whatever the cheapest paint at Walmart is.
0: Yeah. That's what <laughs> that's what my steel gets painted. Yeah. We don't I don't recommend like the $2, I think I forgot what the name It's like color or something, like the $2 yeah. cans, but like the $5 Rust-Oleum works fine. There but, you go. Yeah.
1: And then uh the last question I asked it was what are the top 3 reasons to shoot on infinity targets? Which was funny that ChatGPT already knew what your company was.
0: I was going to say I'm. <laughs> I'm curious to hear the answer now. So,
1: um, what they came up with was instant feedback. Infinity targets use a patent pending patent pending design that pro, uh, that provides instant feedback to the shooter upon impact. The face is made of a thermoplastic material that reacts. To the heat generated by the bullet, this is where it kind of goes into the. Huh, okay, <laughs> it's great that you know my company, but I, you don't really know what the product. Is. Yeah, right. Uh, right Durability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. This is this is why it's so funny to ask it. You're like, cool. They know about it. You read the stuff. You're like, okay. <laughs> it's close great. Enough. You, know the company. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Really know the product. Um, Durability um, targets are. Highly durable and can withstand repeated use over time. Um, thermoplastic material is used on the target face that is resistant to fading, cracking, peeling. This is where it kind of goes into all kinds of weird stuff. Okay. <laughs> and then versatil- versatility. Infinity targets are highly versatile and can be used for a variety of shooting drills and exercises. And it kind of goes back into the whole thing of different distances and stuff. So okay. it's like they... Kind of got it, but not quite. And the reason why I like to bring these things up because we're hearing all this stuff about, hey, AI is like the future, and they write term papers for people. Yeah. And then that's why I like to ask questions like this because then you go, yeah, "See that we really spots? Yeah. yeah, it really <laughs> isn't quite there yet, right?
0: Right? Yeah, we we did ask it once uh to write an essay on like long range shooting, and it was it was pretty good." Uh, I don't think I've read through the whole thing, but, uh, from what I saw, it was pretty good, but it's pretty I, general, like nothing like extremely specific or extremely helpful. It was just kind of like a bulleted checklist.
1: I, you know, it's funny. I asked it, um, this morning I, I was, I was kind of showing it off where there's some weakness. So, uh, I used to be a gun dealer and I was a, a, a an FFL holder, mm-hmm. and gunsmith. And I asked it, um, give me instructions on how to build a 1911. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and it goes it's basically like like take the frame, put the parts in it. Yeah. And I, then I start getting like a little drilling down a little deeper a little deeper it kept on spitting out the same answer. I'm like that's not what I was looking for, yeah. right? So, it, yeah, for general topics it's a, it, it's not bad. But when mm-hmm. you start getting into deep stuff, you just sometimes you just scratch your head and go, okay. You you don't know or or yeah. you've been programmed to not like my particular niche. Right. Yeah, that, that would make sense too. <laughs> so, well, anyways, how did you come up with the concept of the target? I mean, you know, there's so many targets out there. Um why why this type of target? What how did how did the company form? I mean, how how did you get into this?
0: So, uh, it all started back uh I think beginning of 2019. Um, I actually, used to, I played college football at a uh, community college around here. And then after my second year, I was just done with it. So I got back into shooting a little bit. I grew up hunting. I kind of got into shooting just, I guess from watching YouTube videos and whatnot, I got more into the shooting and tactical and like firearm side of things. Um, so I was just shooting out with friends and whatnot. And I, a competitor um, was kind of coming to light at the time. Um, with self filling targets, but they're super expensive, um, yep. just for like a, a beginner setup. So, I mean, I was in college at the time. I thought the idea was super cool. Um, I wanted one, but I couldn't drop $400 on a target system. Um, beer, the ultimate beer budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was shooting a, a Mosin Nagon in a 1022 at the time. That is, I was on that type of a budget, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I ended up just looking for different ways to make something similar. Um, I have an engineering background. I, I went to school for engineering. Um, I didn't end up finishing. actually dropped out to pursue this full-time. Um, but I just was going through different materials, um, found something that worked, was trying to decide what, what design to make it. So we went the IPSC design because I just, from all the videos I'd ever watched, I think that was the most common target design. Yep. Um, the standard USPSA. Uh, so went with that. Um, and then we started, I threw up a website, started an Instagram. I think, with, I, think the, I started the company with like $200. Um, and then just kind of threw up an Instagram, started posting videos and making sales. And then I got some business partners. I went back to school. Um, they were kind of running it some of the time. And then COVID hit. We shut down uh, for about two years. I think that was just after about a year of running it um i mean we didn't have crazy good sales none of us had much business experience so um we just shut it down for the time being i started it back up last april so after just about over a year uh about a year ago two days ago but um yeah so now we have much i have much more experience um running businesses and whatnot and um thankfully being able to come out with more designs, better materials, um, all that stuff. But, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely been a fun time. Um, but that, yeah, that's pretty much where it all started.
1: It's kind of funny because, uh, a lot of people that I, I have on the podcast, they're just like you. Um, the story is almost the same, right? I mean, yeah. If you think about the American entrepreneur,
0: mm-hmm. I went
1: to college and I did this instead. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, um, no, of course, no one could have anticipated COVID, um, right. which killed a lot of businesses. It had not mm-hmm. been hard for you to restart a business after that um, and then go to SHOT Show. Going to SHOT Show is not cheap.
0: Yeah. Right. And Yeah, At that all. was right. Pretty quickly after we restarted. Um, yeah, I just I was still working full time. Um, I was doing project management stuff for construction companies. Um, so I was still working full time and then i just, just started wanted to start the business back up i knew i had a solid idea um i knew i had somewhat of an existing customer base so we started it back up um and i was basically working on targets for the extra two hours after work before i went to bed um for a couple months and then then i moved to part-time with them since we were getting so busy and then it just slowly transitioned but yeah shot show we knew it would pay off i have some friends in the business and they were like you have to go to shot show um it's actually uh Elf Tactical um, triggers that I, I'm good friends with the, the owner's son. So he was like, you got to go. Um, so we, I think the cost for us again, was like half our bank account at the time. So we spent it on it. Definitely <laughs> paid tough. off. Yeah. Um, it was a business decision, but definitely paid off. Um, made a lot of good contacts and really got our name out there. Cause um, like you said, that was the first time some people saw us just walking out of the media room. So we got some good press coverage, yeah. um, stuff like that.
1: And, and for those in the, in the audience, either watching or listening, it, he he lucked out on his booth because yeah. <laughs> he, you, you weren't on the main floor and you weren't right, we you were, know, down in the dungeon or anything. Like, what was it, the Extra so Exhibitor? Yeah, yeah. There's a media room for all the media people. That, that's where we go to – You know, we, we meet up in the morning, talk, um, plan out our day. Um, we can go back there and write articles and stuff like that. I mean, we, we walk right out of the media room and you're damn near right in front of us. And it's yeah. just like w- the luck of the draw If you have every media, you know, outlet, you know, whether it's written, YouTube, w- whatever, if you were a media person at shot, you, you, missing your booth was almost impossible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We definitely, definitely lucked out on that part. Um, yeah, yeah I met like a, lot, we were... a lot of good uh, writers. Um, I think um, we had an article come out on us, like, the day we left shot. It was, like, that Thursday night. Because um, we didn't have the full days there either since we weren't yep. uh, on one of the main floors. It was just the extra, kind of like all the first-time exhibitors. Um but I mean, being in the small booth upstairs wasn't discouraging at all. Like you said, we were in front of everybody. But we had some writers say like Daniel Defense used to be in this booth. All these people used to be in these small ones. That's where we started out. So I knew that's where you got to start out. But um, it was definitely it was a, it was a fun time, even though we didn't have all the days to network and whatnot. That still made it was hundred percent worthwhile.
1: Yeah, and that that's the funny thing. You know, we were talking uh, before we started recording. Um, you know, being in the media room, there was there was a lot of us talking to. Them have you seen that infinity target thing outside and Mm. you know you actually created a buzz inside the media room (laughs) about those targets. Like, you know, someone's like, no, what's that? I'm like, dude, you can't miss it. It's like right there. Go check it out. Go talk to those people. Um, I mean, you did create a, a little bit of a buzz inside the media room, which I mean, you're, you know, you got people there, Representing all kinds of stuff, you know, they're they're trying like, what's the new Benelli or what's the new Beretta? Oh, yeah. And We're in there talking about. Did you see this new Target outside? <laughs> <laughs> so it it was an amazing it was a, it was amazing to see a small company like yourself show up there and then be able to do that with with the shooters.
0: Thank um, you, thank so you. <laughs> it,
1: it's great it's great to see that. Now, your products are made in the U.S., correct?
0: Yes, in peoria arizona um we actually are still working out in my shop um so we're still a small business like i said we were back in business a year ago um basically started from scratch again um minus a, a smaller instagram account but um yeah we're so we're still doing that we'll have a storefront probably by the end of quarter two this year we'll be moving into a warehouse since we're getting busy enough to um justify that purchase but um, yeah, still <laughs> getting it done any way we can, but yeah, uh, out of Phoenix, um, Arizona, and it's, it's a nice community up here too. There's a lot of firearm companies, a lot of good gun stores. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have a relationship with a lot of people in the area now. Um, Haley Strategics up here, Yep. Um, Elfman Tactical. Um,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, you have a lot of media just in that area as well. Yeah, um, you know, I know a lot of I know a lot of media people just go out in the out in the uh, desert over there and just start banging on targets.
0: Yeah, because uh, we're we're right up. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Cowtown Shooting Range. Mm-hmm. Um, we're right up by there, yep. which is a really, really popular um, kind of private range. And then we're by Ben Avery too. Um, that's that's the I think is it the biggest. State sponsored range, or I'm not sure what it but uh, actually, we're doing a, an event up there with Rico Magazine at the end of the month. Uh, their CanCon is here, that's um, that's cool, yeah. So, we're yeah, doing all that's, their, coming, doing that's all,
1: coming up real soon,
0: yeah. So, we're doing all the targets for that. Um, I met with some of the guys up there and planned it, so that's that's gonna be a big event for us, but um, we'll be up there. Um, we used to do gun shows a lot, probably won't be doing them as much in the next couple months because we're so busy traveling. Um but hopefully we'll get back to them. Did, did you go to N
1: did you go to this year?
0: The NRA kind of show? Yeah. No, we didn't. Um, I just learned about it too late. I someone asked me like two months ago, and I was like, what is it? Because like I said, we're we're new, we're still learning yeah. all the ins and outs and what's going on. And it's basically
1: uh, a small shot show.
0: That's what it looked like to me. And I, I definitely would have loved to go I, if we had proper time to plan it, but now that we know about it, it'll, it'll definitely be on the schedule next year.
1: See I mean, that's that's really cool seeing, I mean, going from small company to having to you know, idle the company to, okay, cool, let's start spinning this up. You can start seeing kind of a you can see the momentum going for your product. So that that says something right there that you're you're on to something really good. And what I want to do here is I'm going to bring up the web page for those of you on the audio side. I'm sorry. Uh, go to check out their webpage though. I'll have a link down below to their webpage and to their Instagram account. Um, but for those of you on the video side here, uh, you can see they have all kinds of targets and then you have bundles. Now earlier you were talking about the gen two, what's the difference between the gen one and the gen two targets?
0: So we've been testing a bunch more different compounds, um, trying to see, um, cost-wise and versatility, uh, durability-wise, what what's gonna be the next best option to upgrade. Um, there's a slight cost increase for us uh, using this new material, but it is 33% lighter and thinner um, as well as 30% longer lasting, surprisingly. So it's just a much more dense rubber, um, still vulcanized rubber, so, um, very durable you can leave it outside it's waterproof works in the rain so that's another benefit over cardboard targets so a lot of pacific northwest shooters are shooting up in the rain yeah. um and they the yeah. to cancel range days um with our targets it was exactly the same the paint sticks the same um after you shoot it reacts the same so waterproof weatherproof um you can leave it outside since it's vulcanized rubber it's essentially recycled car tires so you know how durable car tires are yep um, yeah but yeah with the gen 2 it's it's just thinner um lighter, longer lasting um, and it's, it's a little bit more elastic. So yeah, it's actually holding up to larger calibers better. Um, so like 50 cal, um, 50 BMG, 50 um, action express, um, all those bigger calibers are uh, treating it. I mean, the holes it leaves are the same. They look the same as if you shot it with a nine millimeter.
1: See that's, that's amazing that you can do that. Um, I mean, you think of like, you know, a 50 caliber round, you know, it's half an inch. Right. Um, Punching a half an inch hole through something, that's a big, that's a big hole. And just to leave, you know, a small pinhole or, you know, pencil mark into a, into a piece of material. Yeah, I think that's a pretty amazing.
0: That's one of the biggest standouts uh, we immediately saw with the Gen 2 material um, is we sent it over to a a local company, a finance maneuver uh, up here. They're, they're out of theirs, Phoenix 2. They shot it like 22 times with the 50 caliber, uh, 50 BMG. And he was showing me the, he sent me the video and the holes look just like nine millimeters. So, um, we went out and tested it with the desert Eagle in 50 AE and yeah, he was right. It, (laughs) it definitely, uh, it, 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 it's kind of mind blowing to see it happen in person, but, um, our, our gen ones, they would stand up to it, but I think repeated hits would, um, cause more damage. But with the gen twos is we're not seeing that, um, just because of that. Rubber density and a little bit more elasticity it doesn't tend to tear um with the larger calibers.
1: Well, like every, like everything, when you start um growing your product line, you're starting to look how to improve it. This is just the natural progression. And the Absolutely. one thing I'm noticing here is that it's currently on back order.
0: Uh, obviously, yes. you're selling these things. Yes, uh <laughs> we can't stay in <laughs> stock of them. um It's just growing pains right now. So just learning a better schedule of how frequently we need to um, be restocking these.
1: Well, and that's, that's the thing is that, um, like any company, like I always wonder about how, how restaurants staff for, you know, holidays, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you, when you first start learning, you you start learning, you start seeing trends. Now you're starting to, you know, you're starting to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Now you're going to have, you're going to start building those trends up.
0: Yeah, exactly. And... We're finally getting to the point where we have data on what happened last yeah. year. This is like when I was the other week I was on or a couple of months ago, I guess right after SHOT Show, they're asking how quarter one was for us. Um, I was talking to one of my uh, marketing directors and I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know how the the industry is going to act in this time of year. Um, I don't have the data from last year. So well, I guess we'll just have to see.
1: <laughs> just just. Just kind of, yeah, just, just kind of yeah. ride along for a little bit. We'll have, we'll eventually have some data. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the one thing that cracks me up about people where it's like, you know, you can tell some people that don't understand business because they're like, I don't understand why you don't understand. Well, I need yeah. trends to, in order to understand what my product is doing. So, yeah. you know, I can't just, I just can't make something up. Right. You, you need to, you need to buy this stuff, you know, even even if you have one year's worth of data, when you get two years worth of data, it's you're starting to narrow in yeah. even tighter of what's going on. I mean, you know, this is, you know, a, a whole funnel of data that's starting to, that you start to plan. And then as you start planning out new products, you got other data points. I mean, this is, you have, I mean, let's go back to your webpage. You have a lot of products.
0: Yeah, um, that's, I mean, it. It's easy, Like you said, it's easy enough for just to shape and engrave the target differently. Um, so we ha- kept having people ask for oh, they want IDPAs or um, do you have a deer silhouette, do you have um, coyotes, um, all that. Some people just want blank, blank sheets to actually use a target backer, so that's an interesting point as well. Um, we helped build out a range in Texas. Actually, we got the content from SHOT Show, so um, we did a bunch of just straight. Rectangular, no engraving, just target backers. Um, because it was an all outdoor range, so um, they were using uh, what is it, those like plastic or vinyl um, backers, um, yep. since they're waterproof, and they're yep. going through them like crazy. So, actually, you can staple paper targets into an infinity target just fine. Um, so even if if you use an abuse of target and you got a hole in it, you can still use your. Pass paper targets on it and use it as a target backer. Um, you don't have to toss it. So
1: that's really awesome. I'm trying to get to the end because you have so many pages of product. Oh, yeah. This um, is
0: this our, our page. Um, you can see I, I we categorize it pretty well at the top of the page. Um, if you go to shop, I kind of categorize it to like different. Um, it's, was oh, a it high. Yeah. Degree? It's the, uh,
1: what, what I share uh-huh. sometimes I can't get to the top.
0: Um, oh, God.
1: But yeah, you have law enforcement hunting and record. There it is. That's what I was looking for because I was looking yeah. at this earlier because you have the crit zone right here on a coyote. Um, and there's your crit zone on a deer. Mm. And that that's the cool thing about this is that you're not just, hey, here's a target, right? You're, you're starting to go, well, what do people want? Exactly. And then you're starting to come up with, okay, cool. You know, we can we can do that. Um, cause I, I know, I know if you came out with an elk one, probably Mon- everybody in Montana would jump all over it. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> which if, which of course it's just, an elk is just a, a big ass deer. Yeah. Um, and, but that's the thing that I like about this stuff is, you know, just all, you know, you have the, um, USPSA Ipsic style, like we are mm-hmm. we are scrolling through, um, we just at that, that one, um, and then you you also have the targets. The, these just use regular target stands. But then um, I'm trying to see if I can find it. You have the because there it is, right here. The gun, the gun, the oh, threats, right. the threat stencils.
0: Yeah. So we I, I came out with originally it was our c zone stencil. Just so on the c zone target, um, we used to silhouette them, but then we realized it was causing a problem trying to mount them since you would have to probably clamp the head or the yeah. actual, um, outer D zone or I'm sorry, C zone. And then, uh, so we ended up leaving that material on, which gives you space to clamp it. Um, so I made one to kind of, you could spray paint those areas black. So you still had like a visual representation of a silhouette. Um, and then other people were saying, Oh, you should make a, a stencil of this, make a uh, threat, no threat stencils. Um, one we're working on is um, like um, vitals. Uh, that was another uh, big one we got asked for.
1: And that's and that's the thing is, I mean, just like steel, it's just you just spray paint right over, yeah. You know, whatever, whatever you come up with, you just spray paint the stencil on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, if if you're going to do, I mean, because we have all kinds of different targets where it's half black, half half white. You know, half shoot, no shoot. Oh right. You know, upper it doesn't matter it's really you know just hold a piece of cardboard up spray yeah paint this part black and you're you're ready to go
0: yeah and then uh that's a good point um or segue to our, our, our targets do work with by all colors um so we've had competition shooters spray paint them like a tan cardboard color and it, it works exactly the same um it works with bright red blue um, you know i
1: did Gosh, I didn't even think about. It. I, I I get thinking about steel so much because yeah. I, got, I got steel burn right. Um, I didn't even think about. Yeah, when I go shoot, yeah, you know, USPSA, it's all it's all brown. I can't see yeah. my zones. Um, so yeah, you spray paint it brown. It's no different than shooting cardboard.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, I didn't think about it either at first. I just we chose white. Um, it's the easiest to produce, um, cost wise, and then uh it gives you the best contrast between the black rubber so you get the higher hit visibility uh, yeah but the nice part is uh we i personally run the instagram so i get to interact with customers a lot through social media and all that stuff so um we've had a lot of people that are like why would i shoot a no shoot color target and then i was like oh let's see if it works with other colors and then yeah, it works with tan um like I said, it works with any color. So, um, yeah, for a lot of our like dedicated competition shooters, we'll spray paint it, um, the same color as our cardboard target.
1: Yeah. What's nice about that. Cause I'm thinking, you know, uh, I'm thinking about on the shooting, what's really cool about that is look, taping a target sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's, not hard. You know, I'm sitting there looking at a whole roll of brown tape for taping up cardboard over on my yeah. pegboard there. Um, it's not. It's it's a pain. Whereas, man, if you can just go out and just spray, I'm done. <laughs> you know.
0: Oh let's,
1: yeah. Let's just keep shooting.
0: Um, we did. Are you familiar with the Red October? Yeah. Event up in uh, Vegas. Yeah. So we did. Um, I think it's what at Pro Gun. We did that. Uh, we did all the targets for that last year. Um, we'll be doing it again this year, but. Uh, the feedback from the guys that ran it, uh, they basically said they stayed hours of time um, Yeah. from spray painting targets instead of having everybody go up and tape off targets. And then he also said that there was a large dust storm with like 50 mile per hour winds and um, all, the, all our targets were sandbagged down um, on the target stands. But um, if they were still able to compete with the high extremely high winds instead of paper targets ripping in half and whatnot. Oh, God. Um,
1: yeah, there's so. nothing more frustrating than being at a shoot and all of a sudden all the, all the targets fall down, yeah. especially when you're the one running the course, right?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously it was a, a more expensive investment than paper. Um, but it, it, he'd say they, <clears throat> what they had told me is a hundred percent worth it with all the time they saved. And, Cool. The fact that pl- it basically saved the match during the windstorm; uh, otherwise, they would have had to cancel. And plus, you know, I think at stuff. the end
1: of the shoot, your paper targets are sh- literally shot, right? Yeah. Um, where yeah, this is kind of that's the really cool thing I like about this is it's kind of like the advantages of steel with the ease of paper,
0: right? Exactly. That's um, why I, I like the, the concept of rubber targets in the first place while well, I was starting the company is um, you get the no ricochet. Um, you can see your heads. Um, they're waterproof, weatherproof. Um, a little bit or a lot lighter. I think our, our material is about four to five times lighter than a half inch piece of steel um, when you're comparing um, a square area. Um, There's just a lot of benefits to it and um, I mean, believe me, I still like steel. I have steel targets. Um, it's nice to have, especially when you're shooting past a hundred yards. Yeah. You can't really see the hits, anyways. But um, there's definitely a place for both, and I think between steel and paper, I, we just wanted to fill kind of that um, hybrid area.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it, it, it's it, it's so funny because you hit a market that no one really f- thought of. You know, it, it mm. it's like. We have why are you shooting paper? Because we have paper. That's that's what it is. Yeah. It's either paper or steel. There's no other options. Which is why I think you you're you're picking up on so much, especially with that shoot you're talking about. Um, you know, you're now starting to get into the competition. You know, shooting with that Red October shoot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm I'm thinking even past that now. That you're talking about um, you know painting any colors. There's also zombie shoots, where it's you know nighttime shoots where they put fluorescent you know fluorescents oh, yeah. out there. I mean, you've got so many different avenues for your product that I don't even think you've quite scratched the surface of what, where you could fill you know a niche for it.
0: Right. Yeah, and like you said with the zombie shoots, uh, we were working with Costco Gun Club up here, and uh, uh, they do um, like. Uh, I think they call them glow shoots or like neon shoots. I think they call them glow shoots. But yeah, same idea. And yeah, our targets, you'd actually get, you would still get that high visibility hit marker with the paint disappearing too, which would be cool. Um, Actually on my personal list, I was trying to look for uh, glow in the dark spray paint uh, because I have some friends um, with pretty good night vision set up. So I thought uh, it might be a cool idea to uh, paint some targets like glow in the dark and then yeah. uh, see how it works out under night vision.
1: <laughs> I didn't, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't even think about glow in the dark with that. Um, Cause yeah, that you, with, with the night vision, uh, I mean, that, that takes it to a whole new level at that point. Um, whereas, you know, in, in night vision, you're just gonna, you're just gonna see something I guess the, the hardest part about night vision would be, is the paint compatible with the, with the night vision. Because there are some, you know, wavelengths just don't quite work, but it, it,
0: other I than that I think the fact that it glows it should. Um we've shot uh I mean uh, albeit our targets are already pretty visible under um night vision just because they're bright white. Um yeah. so they reflect a decent amount of light. Um, but we clamped uh, a glow stick to one and that that showed really well in night vision but when we shot it it kind of exploded and splattered all over the target um, which yeah. you can still see so I'm hoping that same effect would kind of happen with the glow in the dark paint um, just from the luminescence that comes from it
1: That yeah that that's going to be cool I, I definitely want to yeah. hear how that <laughs> works out because that's that's just something you don't think about um, I mean you know, for me I'm, a, I'm, I'm mostly a pistol shooter mostly mm-hmm. um, USPSA so I think a certain way but um, you know, occasionally uh, steel challenge and once or twice a, a three gun shoot, but you know, night because I you know I know that there are night shoots, um, and yeah, that I you know when you start getting into night shoots, that could get that could get really funky with some with some paint.
0: Oh Maybe yeah, have some fun with that. Oh, actually, we yeah we will be working. I forgot there's a night shoot at CanCon the first night I think for the VIP tickets. Um, awesome. So that'll be our first uh, little test with that. So I'll definitely have to get my hands on some uh, glow-in-the-dark paint here soon. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> awesome. So what do you have coming up in the future? I mean, you, there's so many things you can do with a target. What What are you thinking about for future?
0: Um, I mean, right now we're just still slowly growing. Um, obviously, I'm always thinking of next big moves or whatnot. Um there's a couple things I have on my list that we're still demoing. Um sticking. St- we'll see. Uh there's, there's still some <laughs> things that are pretty under development right now. Um that I don't want to I don't well, want to speak let me, on yet.
1: Let me, let me let me go let me go a different direction with it. How much fun do you guys have going, oh, what if we did this?
0: Oh, yeah, that, that's the nice part. Is, like I said, we're so small, we're still working out of my shop. So half the time I'll be in the computer and I'll think of something and I'm like, I'll go make it right now. And then we'll just drive out 30 minutes to there's some uh, BLM land that we usually shoot on. Um, so yeah, just <laughs> go make a new product, go test it out within the same 24 hours. Which, this is the nice part is we can move pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, especially us being the manufacturers, we could just kind of, Make whatever um, comes to mind.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, I, I think nobody, nobody realizes some of the products that 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 come up that just don't quite make it, but would be really cool. It's like we could do this, but you know, is there a market for it? Um, or just hey, I want to just do something funky. I'm just going to make something go out and shoot it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, same so, thing. Uh, and since we have the custom, we can custom engrave things. Um, we we have a video coming out. It'll probably be out this week, just like a fun video on uh, for social media. But uh, with a, a popular uh, beer company that is under hot water right now. But I was like, <laughs> what if we made a target of that? And uh, Gee, blew me, it up.
1: I wonder, I wonder yeah. what company that might be, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, we ran out to the garage and we made a target out of the logo or a logo, yeah. And uh, and then, oh, yeah, that's we took, funny, we took it to the ranch, yeah, <laughs> all within like the same 24 hours. What's
1: hour, sad so. is you might sell it, you, you could do that as a limited edition run, you'd probably sell out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> easily. I mean, yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember, um, gosh, you know, in the 90s go into gun ranges and they had barney targets right you know the purple dinosaur oh, really? yeah because everybody was so sick of the song <laughs>
0: they would, oh you know, okay
1: it's like yeah you know, the ki- their kids watch barney all day long they go to- somebody goes to the <laughs> gun range and just wants to shoot barney because the song's stuck in there <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's pretty funny
1: so that is um that's cool what other than Cancom, what other events do you have coming up? Or are you you're just starting to figure that out for the rest of the year?
0: Um, we have a couple things scheduled. Um, I'm like pulled up in front of me anyways. Um, we're actually doing an event called Pew Party um, in Florida the next weekend. So the 5th through, I'm sorry, the 6th through the 7th. Um, we're doing a local little uh, gun Kind of gun show uh, more just like a vendor show for an anniversary at a ffl here in uh, uh tempe arizona i believe it's on the 20th of may it's at alpha dog firearms um and by the way when we are at these events we do half off our website um since we already That's have cool. we already have product with us um we don't have to deal with shipping and all that which is a pain because our targets are large and fairly heavy not as heavy as steel but um shipping can get expensive so we do half off just to get the products in the hands of people. Um,
1: shipping like, is expensive anyway. I mean, yeah. I, I, sh- I ship something out in a USPS uh, USPS flat rate small box. And when when I was in FFL, I used to sh- ship smaller guns in that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, when the hell did a flat rate box, be- you know, a small flat rate box become 10 bucks? Oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> I mean, shipping is just getting kind of out of control regardless of what it is. Yeah.
0: So, and,
1: and plus you don't have to drag it all the way back with you too. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially if we get rid of them. Um, yeah. so yeah, we're doing, we did, we did another event last year. Um, the SoCal shoot event. Um, that is the 30th of September, I believe. Uh, so that'll be out in a, a Borough Canyon shooting park. Um, I think that was actually the first event we did last year and, uh, we had a pretty janky setup to, just with the, the old pop-up tent. We got a big five and a table. I forgot the tablecloth, but we, we ended up – I think we were the first booth to sell out, which was <laughs> pretty funny. But, yeah, we, we finally dialed in our, our show setup. Um, and then we it have t- – oh, It takes time. Yeah. It, it's growing pains. Uh, yep. but And then we have Red October. Um, I think the first week of October – or first weekend of October, it looks like this, what, 6th to 8th. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's what we got planned this year so far. Um, I'm sure cool. a couple other things will pop up along the way.
1: Well, and that's the thing is, um, as you're starting to get you get word out about this product, people are going to start understanding. I mean, CanCon could turn really big for you with yeah. that. I mean, there's a lot of bullets coming out of guns at CanCon.
0: Yeah, and the I think they they went with us because it's an all-suppressed event. Um, so they really can show off the suppressors without steel ringing all yep. day long. Um, so that, that was the main, uh, we've actually had a lot of like suppressed suppressor events, um, uh, reach out to us for targets for an event. Um, cause they don't have, they won't have to go ahead and change the cardboard and paper, but they can show off their, the actual suppressors. Um, but actually no, CanCon, we uh, ran in, um, I met the, one of the executives at, at SHOT show, um. I think I originally, there was a, one of the writers is out in Tucson who we sent the target out to. And then while well, at SHOT Show, he told the um, CanCon director to come and see me. And so um, that's initially where that conversation began. So that, that was another uh, bonus being outside the media booth. Yeah. Yeah, and
1: that that's the, that's the funny thing about uh, SHOT Show. You have no idea who you're gonna run into
0: mm-hmm.
1: or what connections you're gonna make. Um, you know, I had, uh, I, I, I was, ha- I was having lunch, you know, I was just, I was down in the bottom floor. I was, I was sitting there and, um, this guy sit, it comes up and sits next to me and he's from a suppressor company. And then there was a, there was a, uh, he, he had like the little, you know, cheap pizza that probably cost him about $15 for his lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, there was a catalog from another suppressor company that was on the table and he sits down, he's eating his pizza. He's flipping through the catalog. I see his shirt, you know, and I see the the catalog sitting there and I look at him and just joke around and go looking for a new job. And he's like, like, he's like, well, yeah, I I just keep, keep my eye on what's, what the rest of the industry is doing. And I sat there for like an hour and a half. We talked about everything, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Competition, shooting suppressors, all kinds of stuff. And he's like, why don't you stop by the booth let's 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 talk a little more at the booth. I'm like, okay, cool, so you know we, we we're cleaning up from lunch i I stopped by the booth. little did I know that that was the founder and CEO of the company oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was joking I was okay. joking around with him going looking for a new job, <laughs> you know being the smart yeah. ass that I am, but you just have <laughs> no idea about who you're talking to and then the contacts that you'll make out of that
0: oh yeah. Yeah, no, it it's definitely a lot, a lot of opportunity there. Um, cool. I'm, well, I'm definitely looking forward to next year. So,
1: <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm excited to see what your, what's going to happen with your company over the next year. I have mm-hmm. no doubt that it's going to, to get better for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, you know, like I said, when I saw that target and shot, I'm like, this is what I've been asking another company for, and there's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not really our thing. I'm like, okay, you know, I, I'm enjoying the hell out of your pepper popper, but you know, and yeah. you know, and your and your tree, but I, this is when I'm when I'm trying to train for an event. Uh, I I need a target for that, mm-hmm. and then as soon as I saw that, I'm just like, man, that, it, this is this is what I'm looking for this is this is absolutely what i'm looking for and this is this is th- this fills a need that is out there and then um the yeah i, I know we had it up uh, 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 we were flipping through things you know just attaching your targets to the target scene. you just use clips and just, yeah just just clip it right on and rather because that's one of the things that i i always hated about going to a competition and putting targets up you know you're out there with a the stapler and then half the time the damn thing's empty and then no one knows yeah. where the hell the, where the staples are. But right. yours, you just put a couple of cl- clamps on it and mm-hmm. you're ready to go.
0: Yeah. So they come with the clamps. Um, we, we went with clamps. There's a lot of different um, ideas that we had for mounting like industrial Velcro, all this stuff. But I think clamps are the easiest. Um, you could get them pretty cheap at hardware stores, um, but it's the fastest yeah. setup, up, take down, um, for competitions, we do um, – we recommend – use. usually we'll, like, drill – use construction screws to just drill right through the target into the, the, the wood. because um, so didn't if so think much, about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that's usually the most sturdy method, and that keeps the target from kind of moving either way. Um, and then the most important part is if someone shoots a clamp, the target's going to fall down to one uh, clamp, so you don't want that happening during a competition. So these construction yep. screws – um, haven't failed yet. Um, but it is a yeah. more permanent method, which is why I still like the clamps because above everything, I think we go through one by twos the most. Um, yeah, We have yeah. We stopped shooting clamps, but now we're just... Yeah,
1: you blow the, yeah, you blow blow the trigger, wood up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah <so laughs> the, more, the more permanent methods don't work so great for us, especially throwing stuff in and out of the truck. And, um, what, and That's what I look at. Is, yeah,
1: for me, if I'm going out to the woods to shoot, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna take a drill, but I, you know, just throw a couple of clamps on it, and, yeah. you know, I'm only out there for, you know, you know, a couple hours. It's, oh yeah, perfectly fine for that. And then, yeah, like if I, if you hit a clamp, you carry a couple of extra clamps. I
0: mean, yeah, and we, uh, we we have a, it's called a sheet style. So we left the area above or near the head and shoulders of the if style target. We left, yep, that material in but um, we engraved the silhouette. Um, so there's actually room for clamps outside of the actual shooting area. Uh, the silhouette's still the most popular, I think just you get the actual visual effect of a competition style target you'll be using. Um, and if you're a fairly seasoned shooter, the clamps aren't too much of a worry, but um, definitely sheet style is becoming more popular for, um, especially yeah. if you're an instructor and you're training uh, newer shooters, you, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. Um,
1: no, it's right, right here. Is what? You're yeah. So that about.
0: that's a seasonal. We do that with our full size ones as well. Um, I think if you click on one, it, you might have an option for sheet style. I think it's just the go into the. Yeah, oh yeah, there was an the, option
1: for and sheet. Yeah, sheet. Right there.
0: Yep. Yeah. So it just fills in that area.
1: Yeah, because then you clamp. You got your two clamps at the top. Mm-hmm. You Get your two clamps down at the bottom. And you're ready to go
0: yeah another benefit from that actually as well um I know some ranges don't allow silhouette style targets so technically this is not it's just a A rectangle with engraved so yeah ultimate way of getting
1: around the rules yeah (laughs) so we've been rolling for about 55 minutes now um I wanted to start uh, start wrapping up, and and I always like to end with a little game I, I call it's it's a uh, speed round. So it's going to be four this or that questions, and then what I call my thinking question. So okay. it's all based around shooting and you know the shooting sports. So 1911 or Glock.
0: Uh, definitely I'm gonna have to go with Glock I just got a 1911 from bull army it's my favorite gun now but uh carrying a fort 45 is is rough with eight shots so um, <laughs> I mean for all practicality purposes I had to go with Glock
1: gotta go with Glock okay no problem how about 357 sig or 357 magnum
0: I'm going to have to go 357 magnum. Um I really don't have much personal experience with either round. Um But you get the magnum, but, right? I mean Yeah, that you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, there's just the a word magnum, you got to take it, yeah. right? Yeah. that's it, it's a classic.
1: There you go. For hearing protection, earmuffs or earplugs.
0: Um I would go ear earplugs. Um I have the electronic earmuffs, but if I, I kind of want to invest in some earplugs, especially when you're shooting rifles so much and it pushes, you yeah, start, it's, pushing you start up knocking on
1: them it. off. Yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, it's funny. I had the, um, the attorney general for the state of Montana on the show mm-hmm. once. And I asked him that question and his, his answer was, um, you know, because it was ear earplugs, earmuffs. His answer was suppressor.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, okay,
1: you cool. <laughs> yeah. You you got my vote for next. You know, when, when you go for a re-election, you got my vote.
0: Ah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one.
1: <laughs> and then, uh, let's see here for for the final question: shotgun or an AR?
0: AR. I, I have. <laughs> <laughs> based off my gun safe, AR. There you go. Um, I actually <laughs> did. I grew up with shotguns. Um, I have a nice made double barrel for hunting, but that um, I, I train ninety percent of the time with the AR. So um, my, I love that It's platform. like
1: my first my first gun ever when I was ten was a eight seventy Wingmaster. Okay. Um, still got that shotgun today. Um, but yet it's well, I mean, go the correct way. I mean, there's my three hundred eight, and there's uh my two two threes, and yeah, it, it, the AR is kind of a hard thing to give up. You know. Yeah. I mean, you can just do so much with it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so universal. I i had gotten rid of an AR a while ago, and then I had to get another one, like, immediately. <laughs> I didn't know what to...
1: <laughs> you, you went through withdrawal. Yeah. A, AR withdrawal. Yeah. <laughs> and then for your, for your thinking question, I'm going to walk you into the world's largest warehouse and in that warehouse is literally one of every gun that has ever existed whether it was a prototype or a production gun whether it was lever action full auto gatling gun you name it if it shot a bullet there's one of it in this warehouse and i go you can have one but only one what's the gun you grab
0: uh I don't know why it's this—the only one sticking in my head for some reason—the MG MG forty-two. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe it's video that's, games growing up. That—that's the one that just keeps circling back. Um,
1: that's a respectable I fire.
0: <laughs> I think it's just one I've been—I've been dying to shoot. Um, I have to go to Battlefield Vegas at some point and buy a couple of belts. Just, and, yeah,
1: there you go. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing is man, those things when you go out to those those ranges like Battlefield, mm-hmm. that get that gets expensive quick.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. I, <laughs> I I always look at the prices and then I gotta tell myself to, to slow down um while yeah. I start adding stuff to the cart. It's like
1: but. it's like you go out there and like, huh? I could shoot a full auto or I could crush a car with a tank. Neither one <laughs> of them I can afford. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, MG forty two is a. That's a. I, I'll be honest with you. That's a. That's a first. Um, that's, I think I, that's I was a, really big into that.
0: World War Two growing up and history and all that stuff, and that was that was always a piece of machinery that. Um, I think was really ahead of its time, and I, I, I would just die to shoot one of those.
1: There, there were. I mean, if you think about it, out of World War Two, there were so many, like great guns uh, they, oh, you know, absolutely. I mean, I hate this hate to say you know be, you know world war uh you know war created you know so many guns were created you know, great guns were created out of a war yeah but if you look back at world war ii i mean the the guns that came out of that just really you could tell that the industry took a, a major change oh yeah um, i mean this is this is not, we're not going out there with O3 Springfields and, and Enfields anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're coming out. I mean, you have, I mean, on the American side, you know, the M1 Grand, Yep. Um, which eventually morphed into the M14, M1A and, um, you know, the Tommy gun. Oh, yeah. Um, you have the, the M1 Carving, which wasn't a great gun, but it was a cool little gun, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, and then you go into the German guns and it's just, it's crazy to think of all the stuff that came out of that thing that, you yeah, like we, we made a major turn in this industry.
0: Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah. Especially all the Brownings and stuff as well. Yeah.
1: You have all Um, the, yeah. All the Brownings coming. Yeah. It's exactly. Um, That's just, yeah. No, I, I like, I like World War II guns.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know who doesn't.
1: I, 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 you know what's funny is I know someone who, um, he, I, I've been in his safe and just was just like, do you seriously have a broom handle Mouser in this thing? And he's like, yeah, I've got two. I'm like, Geez. <laughs> um, you know, it just the stuff that came out of that. Like, uh, my wife collects Berettas. And she has, uh, she has a Beretta uh, 1934 with an Italian Air Force stamp on it. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, you look at that and just like, I mean, it, it's just amazing the guns that came out of, out of that stuff and the stuff that, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to, to not appreciate the, that these were mass produced guns, but they were excellent guns.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, um, I haven't I have an M one grand that when I first moved to Montana, that was our truck gun. And people <laughs> out here are like, You have an M one grand for a truck gun? I'm like, Well yeah, it's 30 at six. Like, it's eight rounds. I'm like, man, if I can't drop you in eight rounds, I can at least <laughs> swing this thing like a baseball bat and still kill you.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And,
1: that's back when guns were built. Yeah. So, well, anyways, uh, how can people get in touch with your company and, and the products, you know, let us know how we can, we can get people to you.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, best way, uh, infinity um, our website, I think all our social links are on there, but I think on Instagram, on YouTube, we're at infinity targets. Uh, we have a pretty decent sized TikTok, which I think is that infinite defense. Um, and then, if you want to get in touch with us directly uh, at contactinfinitetargets dot um, I answer most of the emails personally. So, um, yeah, plenty of ways to get a hold of us and shoot us a message on social media. Um, reach out wherever, and uh, we'll get back to you.
1: Awesome and and for everybody again watching or listening, you know, if you're driving down the road listening to this, don't pull out a pen. Just come back to the podcast, and there'll be a link down in the description below to get to infinity targets. So that way you can always come back and get right to them. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to, to join me to to talk about this stuff because you really do, you're, you're on to something really, a really good product that I think is just going to take off on you. And, and I'm really happy to see a small business making, especially in an economy that's tough as hell right now.
0: Yeah, no, I thank you. I I really appreciate you having me on uh, and giving me a platform to talk about what we do. Um, I appreciate it a lot, yeah.
1: Elijah's a really cool guy. He's got a product that, man, I've really been asking for for the industry for a while and he's delivering on it. And it's just so amazing that not only is this a US-made product by a US-made company, small business, no doubt, But it's also environmentally friendly because it's recycled. So we love recycling in this industry, right? I mean, we remanufacture ammunition. We reclaim lead from, you know, lead shot from, you know, trap ranges. Why not reclaim old tires and make them into targets so we can shoot lead through them? Go check out Infinity Target. The links are down below. Now, for the product of the podcast, it is my Ender 3 3D printer. I can't lift it up because, well, it's over there and it's in its cabinet. And guys, get into 3D printing. It's a fun hobby. It's not that expensive. And once you start learning some things, you start solving problems. I mean, I had a problem with a cleaning kit. Like, you know, it worked out really great for my AR-15s. But they forgot about some of us while well, we shoot 308s, and you know it's a bigger receiver. So I kind of engineered up this little sleeve that goes onto it and now I can clean my 308s just as easy as my 223s. And you know once you can start doing that, it's amazing the things you can do. Now for the video of the podcast, click right there. That is a video about gunsmith punches. They're not all equal, and there's different shapes and sizes. I go through them, click on that, watch that. Thanks for listening. Hope you're staying safe out there, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.